Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Elettra TV UK channel. Today, we continue our series of broadcasts about the Creative Society, the worldwide project that has been launched on the platform of Elettra International Public Movement and that has united people from more than 180 countries in the whole world. My name is Anna, and my co-host today is Ed, and our esteemed guest today is Dr. Asadul Chowdhury. Welcome to the program, Dr. Asadul. Uh, I'm going to tell our viewers just a couple of words about our today's guest. Dr. Asadul is founder and president at the AMCB Foundation. This foundation is a nonprofit U.S. organization that aims to eradicate power and create a thriving community in Bangladesh. Dr. Asadul also has extensive experience in project management, teaching, research, and consulting in the areas of constructive geotechnical and seismic engineering. He has been working for over 20 years in the Southwest Research Institute and in the University of Texas. Dr. Asadul was invited to join our broadcast by his friend Mohammed Akhtaruzaban, Akhtaruzman, I'm sorry. And a little bit later in our broadcast, we will tell you more about the rule of six handshakes, which we're using in our programs. Once again, Dr. Asadul, welcome. And the topic of our today's broadcast is science in the service of humanity. What should science be like in a creative society? What goals should it pursue? How will it be able to help people and improve their lives? And in general, we will talk about how do we envision a creative society, a society of a new format, and how we can build it in the shortest time possible. And we will start today by asking you, Dr. Asidul, to tell us a bit more about yourself and your field of expertise and what you're working on right now. Thank you. Uh, I am originally from Bangladesh. After completing my undergraduate studies in civil engineering, I came to United States of America for graduate studies at Cornell University in New York State. Uh, there I completed my master's and PhD degrees. My uh, concentration of studies were seismic structural engineering. Mm -hmm. Since then, I spent all the years in the United States of America except four years. I spent three years teaching in Australia mm -hmm. and one year doing postdoctoral research in Canada. Those are the four years I had been outside the US still since I came to the United States. And uh, as you have mentioned that I was involved teaching, research, professional engineering work. Uh, so I taught about 11 years full-time in the universities. Wow. And then I was in the industry for about uh, full-time for about 32 um, years. Out of those 32 years, about 27 and a half years at Southwest Research Institute. And while I was working at Southwest Research Institute, most of those years, I was also teaching half time mm -hmm. uh, uh, at the University of Texas at San Antonio. Then I retired from both Southwest Research Institute and the University of Texas at San Antonio. Mm -hmm. And since then, I was volunteering almost full time for our two foundations. Mm -hmm. First, I founded AMCB Foundation 
registered in the United States to do charitable work both in the US and Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. Since uh, I, we need to work in Bangladesh, we also had to register our foundation in Bangladesh. So in Bangladesh, we registered it as AMCB Foundation Bangladesh. So we have now two foundations. One is AMCB Foundation registered in the US mm -hmm. and AMCB Foundation Bangladesh registered in Bangladesh. And uh, we did charitable work both in the San Antonio area in the US and also uh, uh, in Bangladesh. Our initial concentration was to help the poor people or poor families in the villages in Bangladesh. Uh, because in those countries, most of the resources are spent for the cities. Uh, so village people are poorer and also they get less help. So I tried to concentrate in the village, mm -hmm. but we also worked in the cities there. Uh, so that is in brief uh, or charitable work, but uh, let me expand a little bit. Uh, our forefathers uh, village home is about 15 miles from the capital city of Dhaka. And in that uh, place, I inherited some properties. Mm -hmm. In that property, uh, we are building a, a medical facility and distribution center to help the people. Mm -hmm. The types of activities we did so far in Bangladesh, providing basic medical facility, uh, build uh, facility, uh, uh, basic medical uh, treatment to the poor villagers, mm -hmm. also provided, distributed food, clothing, blankets to the villagers. And after the coronavirus started, we have also distributed uh, personal protection equipment in the capital city of Dhaka. Mm -hmm. uh, in the San Antonio area, we did in uh, different other foundations like uh, uh, San Antonio Food Bank and also different other facilities. Uh, here also, we have distributed personal protective equipment in the hospitals uh, and also provided some support to the facilities who provide services to the victim of human trafficking. Mm -hmm. So that is in general our overall work. Wow, wonderful, quite a, a large scope. So um, the foundation, as I understand from what you described, the AMCB Foundation not only helps the poor with medical care, and uh, it also helps uh, with other uh, things like facilities building and providing, like you mentioned, the uh, latest uh, Corona threat, uh, PPE protections, kits, uh, not only for people, but hospitals as well. That's quite a lot of work. Um, can you, what motivates you? Can you share with us how do you find motivations for what you do, and uh, how do you, um, how do you get inspired, you know, inspired to uh, organize such activities all around, not only in the U.S., also in Bangladesh? Uh, yes, uh, as I mentioned to you, I'm originally from Bangladesh, and uh, I lived in the village for, for about 16 and a half years. Uh, I was also born in the village. So I have some good knowledge, the situation in the village, how poor those people are, what types of help they need. So um, before, few years before I retired, I started thinking about that do some charitable work to help the poor. And uh, 
though our AMC Foundation registered in uh, US can do work anywhere in the world, we thought that I get started uh, from Bangladesh. And again, we are also registered to do charitable work anywhere in Bangladesh, but we started in our village first, then we are now expanding. Uh, so far we worked in five, six or seven villages. And also, as I mentioned, also in the capital city of Dhaka. Uh, and in, in US, we have so far, whatever we have done, we have done in the San Antonio area where uh, I live. Uh, here we did a lot of voluntary work for other foundations, other nonprofit organizations like San Antonio Food Bank and a few other organizations. And also we provided PPE to the hospitals uh, after the coronavirus started. Okay, okay, thank you. Thank you for your answer. Uh, Dr. Asadu, you've mentioned that you have worked uh, in different countries and then you have met during all those years lots and lots of different people from all over the world. And my next question would be, what do you think unites people from all over the world, regardless of their nationality, religion, social statuses or any other affiliations? What is it that unites all people? Okay. <laughs> Now, I worked in different countries. I came across different types of people because Australia, I, I taught there for three years. So, you know, Australia is more British oriented than US oriented. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in Canada only for one year. I did their research. And during my long years of service, both teaching and professional work in the US. I came across people from many countries of the world, especially in teaching in the universities, I came across people from a large number of countries because mm -hmm. people from different countries, they come to US for higher studies. So I had an overall view of the people in the world, because I had direct uh, contact with them. Mm -hmm. And also, during my time, we, I witnessed the explosion of technology. When I was studying engineering before coming to US, our calculator was a slide rule. Now you can see everything has become computer based. And mm -hmm. uh, when I came to America, the uh, transportation from the third world countries to the Western countries was very limited. Now, anytime, anywhere you, you can go, with a short notice, okay. Telephone was extremely limited. Only mode of communication was write the letters to people. Okay, now you can use cell phone to reach anywhere. While I was doing research at, at Cornell, only computer who had IBM mainframe computer. Mm -hmm. And we used to the enter data boxes of boxes of cards. Uh, uh, we had to carry, I had to carry from my office to the computer center, few boxes of cards, very heavy. Mm -hmm. Now it has become so simple, everything you can do in your microcomputer, cell phone, 
what not. Okay, so I think in my lifetime, I have seen largest explosion of technology. Uh, and I don't know how many generations before, before us have seen this level of change of technology. And also, I noticed that the entire world got interconnected heavily during this period. As a result, the political boundary or the boundary of a country has become less important mm -hmm. because it is not bounded by the political boundaries boundaries of a country because people are moving right and left from one country to another. And coronavirus gave us the biggest example how int integrated or connected the countries are. Mm -hmm. The coronavirus started in one city in China, but it got spread throughout the world in a very short time because at that time, so many people from so many countries were in China, they brought the virus with them. Okay, uh, as a result, we cannot think anymore in terms of solving problem of one country because mm -hmm. all these countries are integrated. So we need global approach, global approach. Mm -hmm. And I am also a member of the organization called Results. The, I mentioned about my younger daughter. She's a member of the executive committee mm -hmm. of that organization. And uh, 2006 Nobel Peace Prize winner, Dr. Yunus from Bangladesh. He is a member of the board of directors of this organization. Mm -hmm. And that organization's objective is to eradicate poverty throughout the world, not limited to one country. And so I have now firsthand experience that thinking about solving the problem, one country, work, one community is not enough anymore. Mm -hmm. So it will be at the global level. And when uh, Mohammed Akhtar Jaman told me about your organization. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see, yeah, this is a right organization for today's, for solving today's problem. Problem. And obviously, uh, he saw my interest. He nominated me to you mm -hmm. for interviewing. And here I am today interviewing with you. So I have very good perspective about the global problems, universal problems, and the direction of solutions will have to be. Uh, just thinking about one nation within one boundary is not enough anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, you're quite right. Uh, uh, solving problems on a small uh, pot, uh, spot of land, you know, country, even if it's a big country, it's still not the whole planet. Uh, problems may go away in one place, but they don't go away in another. They only become worse. Um, what you've talked to us about just now uh, is uh, very um, um, common with what we're doing, you know, with the Creative Society project. Uh, before I uh, carry on, let me tell our viewers a little bit more about this project. So the goal of this project is to build a creative society where everyone uh, lives uh, in harmony, um, 
where everyone is supported, where everyone feels safe and happy. And uh, uh, this we are aiming to achieve by peaceful means. Um, and you can find more information about the project on our website, which is alatraunite.com. Uh, you can go on there and uh, you will see um, uh, this. That's it. That's the website. Uh, thank you. Uh, you will see the eight foundations uh, by which we are hoping to create this creative society. The project uh, has three stages and we are currently at the first stage, an informative stage, by which we inform our, our viewers and people we interview about this project and also um, the fact that uh, Creative Society exists uh, and thousands of people from all over the world are taking part right now. And anybody, absolutely anyone, can go online uh, onto alatraunite.com and join us and register there. Now, um, we know that um, uh, uh, Dr. Absadul is already familiar with our eight foundations. Uh, and they had a look at the website and read through the article. Uh, and I would like to ask you, uh, uh, Dr. Asadul, does it, how do they resonate with you? How do you feel about the eight foundations that are there on the website? And how do you envision creative society in your eyes? Yeah, now, uh, you have also taken the global approach. Yeah. that there would be one organization, but different countries will have that organization with a common goal that their objective goals would be to treat as a mankind, not uh, just group by group, country by country. Still, countries or the boundaries would be there, but you want that common goal should uh, uh, the dominate the policies of those countries or different groups so that everybody can follow the same principle, but with their own way. And also, even you mentioned the, all those properties, they belong to the whole universe. So everybody should have access to it instead of having class system or group system, country system, me versus you, those yeah, well, should be gone. Yeah, absolutely. Everything, yeah. Every individual would be treated as a honorable person, has the same right, should have the same opportunity. Of course, it will also depend upon the ability of each individual. And uh, uh, so I completely agree with your global approach that uh, we would be, each person belongs to the global humanity uh, so that we can live in harmony and peace instead of fighting, destroying each other, destroying one another, because that is wasters of time, wasters of resources. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. we live in harmony, those resources we can use for the good of humanity. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, instead of sp spending a lot of equipment, other things for defense. If we can create that defense by mutual understanding, mm -hmm. then we don't need that 
many equipment. Instead of those resources, we can spend for the well-being of the people. Yeah. To give equal opportunity to everybody, uh, so that everybody can stand on his or her foot. Yeah. And uh, uh, so those are the ideas I like about your foundation. Yeah, the, the idea is very simple, you see. If everyone joins together, puts their efforts together, we can achieve creative society a lot faster and we can build it a lot faster. And then anybody that needs, um, you know, any help anywhere in place, if the mentality is already in place where everyone helps everybody, it's like I help you, you help somebody else. And this, there is no people in need left in the world. Everyone will have support. Uh, it'll be safe. There's no fighting. Uh, it, it's it's an ideal. It's it's already it's, the actual process has already started. We uh, we just want this to be bigger. So the the idea is very simple. We use the, the theory of uh, six handshakes, where everybody in the world is connected by five or less handshakes. So we talk to you today. Uh, you can talk to like we interviewed Mohammed earlier uh, uh, a while little while back. He's introduced you to us. Now you can introduce somebody else to us, and this goes on, and it doesn't stop. We can quickly um, build what we want to build, our dream, basically. Yeah, that is the way it will multiply. Yes, because, it will multiply uh, quickly. Step yeah. one is educating people, information. Yeah. And okay. best way is to multiply and nowadays it's very easy, social media. Exactly. If you put in your one social media, yeah. tell everybody in your social media to put in there in no That's time. True. Yeah. Probably millions of people would know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ju just clicking one button. Yeah. You can reach so many very people. Very yeah. For example, uh, my LinkedIn, uh, I have got, I don't have that many, but I had at least more than 8,000 followers. Wow. If they get my message and each of them put in their LinkedIn, that you can see how, at what rate it will multiply. That's it. So, Social media opened up the communications barrier. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, even now we are using it to stream <laughs> our current broadcast. Thank you, Dr. Sedul, for your answers. And now I would like to talk a little bit more about the first three foundations of the Creative Society, because I believe they are directly re related to the charity work that you, uh, Dr. Asadul said you're doing now in the US and in Bangladesh. I will just quickly read for our viewers uh, these three foundations. Uh, first one is human life. Uh, it talks uh, about human life and that it is the highest value and that the whole goal of society is to ensure and guarantee the value of each and every human's life. The second foundation is human freedom. Uh, it says that all people are born free and equal and thus are, are, uh, they should have all equal opportunities for everything in life. And the third foundation is human safety. Uh, it says that every human, again, is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities, including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Uh, I guess if these foundations were already implemented in our society, we wouldn't even need to talk today about such an issue as poverty or hunger. And we know that you, Dr. Asadu, are already doing so much full-time right now, doing everything possible to eliminate these horrible issues in our society. And our question is, 
what do you think, you know, right, right now it feels like we, we are trying to help, as you said, unfortunately for now, more locally, some countries have their charities, you know, everybody's trying to help what they can, but what do you think we can do each of us so that these issues are eliminated at all so that such issues as poverty and hunger and so on and inequality do not exist at all in our society what could we do what could each of us do okay uh, again i always tell people that everybody should help others as much as he or she could do. Mm -hmm. Okay. For example, during this corona pandemic, many people thought that this is a this is too big a problem with the limited amount of what I can do, that would not help much. It won't be a, even a drop in a bucket of water. But I said, no, that is wrong. Mm -hmm. If you have the ability to help only one person to provide food or clothing, or PPE, whatever maybe, mm -hmm. you help one person. If you are capable of helping 10%, you help 10%. You don't think about helping million people. Mm -hmm. Now you think, if everybody does that, how many help would be there? Yeah. So everybody should have the similar concept. I will do whatever I can do. No charitable work is too little mm -hmm. or too small because it is the number of the people who would be helping others is important. So if everybody does based on his or her means, a lot of people could be. Some people just give up. Oh, coronavirus. Hospitals would need millions of PPE. If I give 100, that is nothing. So I won't give it. I said, no. If you can donate 100, do it. Mm -hmm. If 1 million people <laughs> donate 100, how million would be? Yeah. Uh, so my thinking is always you do to the maximum of your ability. Because if everybody does that, there will be a lot of help around. Mm -hmm. Lot of help around. Oh, I am not a businessman. I am not a big industrialist or businessman, I don't have much to do. Oh, no, 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 no. You belong to the society. You think this way, everybody may not be as fortunate as you are, though you think you are not millionaires or billionaires, but still, whatever fortune you have, many people would be much less fortunate than you are. So you have the obligation to help those people. Uh, so my encouragement to everybody that don't stop, get started, whatever you can do in your neighborhood, in your city, in your state, in your country, in your neighboring country, that way you expand. And 
that is the way st we started in Bangladesh. We started from our own village. Now we are trying to expand mm -hmm. to different uh, villages or different cities. And only the community effort can help. One individual may not be able to help too much, but if a large number of people help, you can help a lot. Yeah, absolutely agree. Everyone does even a little thing, you know, all those little things will add up and uh, they'll become one big thing, you know, big help. Um, I wanted to ask you about, obviously, the third foundation talks about a um, little bit about um, human safety, but it also states, and I'll quote, scientific, industrial, and technological activities of society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life. So what do you think um, the case is with science today uh, in our society? And... Uh, what do you think we could uh, improve uh, or what do you think should be improved uh, in the current state of affairs uh, to make science um, uh, more what it should be as in creative society? Okay. As I mentioned earlier, during my lifetime, there's explosion of technology. It expanded tremendously. And scope for utilizing science has increased maybe millions of times. And there should be effort to utilize science and technology to the benefit of everybody. Uh, uh, benefit of everybody because the uh, it will be significantly efficient. While I used to do calculation using slide rule, how long it takes to make one calculation. And that is also by eye approximation. Yeah. Now you click one button of a high-speed computer, millions and billions of calculations will be done in no time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is where the help comes to help the poor, not only by feeding them and uh, treating them to help them in a way at the family level so the children of the family could get educated. That way, that family will move towards self-sufficiency. If you give them only provide uh, you give them food, clothing, blankets, and stop there, they will remain dependent on you forever. But if you give them means for the mm -hmm. family to get self-sufficient by helping their children to get educated, that family is now self-sufficient, and that family next day would help other families. Okay. Mm -hmm. Again, this is a question of multiplication. So helping people towards self-sufficiency is the way to go. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is why we give importance in the helping the family level. Because if we give only food clothing to the school children, that is not enough. Mm -hmm. Because if there is not enough food at home, what the parents will do? 
instead of sending the child to the school, they will take the child with them to work. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, any helping program, I think, should have the elements of helping them towards self-sufficiency mm -hmm. so that they don't remain dependent forever. Mm -hmm. uh, once I was taking a bus ride from Ithaca, New York in Cornell University to New York City, which is 250 miles away. On way back, I was sitting by the sides of a social worker. He does social work to different minority communities who live in New York City. And he told me most of those people, they are living their generations after generations, they don't even speak English. I say, how it could be? This is English speaking country, most advanced country. He said, they adopted that mode of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. They will not go to school. They stay under welfare. So generations after generations, they are in the, operating the same mode, depending on others. Mm -hmm. If somebody would have taken initiative, okay, no, we'll give these people incentive to go to the school, learn English or other language, get educated, instead of hoping for another welfare, do your work, become self-sufficient. Probably generations ago, these people would have been educated. Now, after a few generations, they're uneducated, always under welfare. Yeah. It sounds like uh, once you uh, neglect education, then uh, you're going back into the Stone Ages again. Um, education is extremely important for all of society, and the creative society obviously uh, would concentrate on benefiting the society. So every human living in creative society would live for others, you know, uh, to make the society even better. Um, thank you for your answer, uh, wonderful answer. Uh, very simple, but uh, very true, uh, true to the point. Um, thank you so much. <clears throat> Excuse me. So one other thing I wanted to ask you is uh, about um, what do you think um, makes human a human? What, what human values uh, are we sort of lacking in today's society, uh, which uh, should be of on everyone's mind and everyone should be having those qualities and those values? Uh, the qualities should be because by birth there are so many people they are talented, but they don't get the opportunity. The quality would be, to me, number one quality would have to be helping, tendency to help each other, respect each other, value everybody's life as his or her own life. And they should have the independence of thinking. Also, 
they had they should develop appropriate personality that is needed to have a reasonable life and uh, self esteem and uh, I think we got internet. They are okay. not separate from rest of the society. You might have achieved more than others. That's great. But still, you are a part of the society. So you should not say, oh, no, no, no. I was born and brought up in this society, but I have gone far away from them. I have nothing to do with that. No. The, helping the society and to do all these things at the core would be education mm -hmm. because education is the one who would make the people wiser, more considerate, more polite, more generous. Uh, and uh, so, and also there'll be more thinking at the wider level than only self-help level. Yes, when we go to school, we compete with one another for grades. Yeah, that is necessary then I'll study more, or oh, I need to beat that person. But it should be through competition. Not through, oh no, I pull him down so that I can go up. Yeah. So uh, the com competitive mood, mode of operation will have to be there. Mm -hmm. Because if you are competitive, you'll always think about going up and up. Uh, by your own means. If you want to beat somebody by harming other person, you are not going up. You may be going up with respect to the person who's, whom you are pulling down, but actually you are not going up. Uh, so is the respect for others, helping others, giving opportunity to others. Those are the qualities I believe to be very helpful for what your foundation is trying to do. It is global, it is not yeah. mm -hmm. one thing. So much. Yeah, helping each other is inherent in human nature. It's not something we need to learn or to practice. It's something very natural to each and every one of us. And this is, and in fact, after reading your website, one question came to my mind. Implementation. Mm -hmm. Idea is great. We'll treat everybody equally. Everybody will get the opportunity. Goal which you mentioned, if you have goal, you have something. If you don't have goal, you don't have anything. And your goal is to eradicate this fragmentation, consumer mentality. Okay. Mm -hmm. My one question came to my mind, how to implement this? Because people are now so much towards his her own benefit, family's benefit, group's benefit. Yeah. How would you implement Quite easily. to it's make the people 
from that mode of thinking to global thinking. Yeah, it's because it's very yeah because everybody thinks how big I can buy a big house, expensive house, and it is a part of the flesh and blood of the current nature of the human being. What we can do to implement, to change that mentality? It's, it's what we can do is we can show another way. So when somebody, like you say, what you've described there, is uh, uh, like a big house and things like that. When someone cares only about themselves, their family, this is consumerism, you know, on the local level. So everyone fends for themselves. When you show that society can exist by helping each other, by doing things together, and how much faster they can achieve things, like building a house, I mean, I'm sure in Bangladesh, it's pretty and probably uh, common still to this day where if there is a new family forming, all relatives get together if it's in a village somewhere and they build a house yeah. together for this new family. So this is creative society in action on a very local, small level. Now, if you take the world and every country that's in it, you have a lot of problems in every country. And when countries try to fend for themselves and they're not coping very well on their own to solve their problems, perhaps they don't have the education, perhaps they don't have the knowledge, perhaps they don't have the resources or the, you know, all of those things are addressed in the creative society. If in the Western world we have loads of engineers, for instance, you know, they can help in countries where there are not so many engineers, for, for instance. Uh, we have internet, where internet can help spread information about even how to build a simple house, which is already there. It's already there. If you go and dig in the internet, you can find uh, uh, natural water filters, for instance. You can find how to make little electric generators. There's all sorts of information online. So all yes. of that is already available. The only thing that isn't available is people's mentality is still stuck in consumer society, majority. We are making big progress. There is a lot of people that change the way they live, the way they think. And it doesn't, uh, it's not only in Eastern countries or it's all over the world. And these groups, they become bigger and bigger because they set an example. Others see it and they see how happy the people that live in this creative unit uh, how successful they are, they want to do the same and they want to reduce their um, life load, as it were, you know, with work, 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 big, big house, big, big car, you know, three cars, whatever it is that mm. uh, people dreamt about for themselves in the past. They realize they don't need any of that, you know, or they don't need as much as they thought they do. And so that, once that perception is in place, then people uh, start working towards uh, creative society a lot faster and that's how it is implemented by action uh, starting from yourself whatever little you can do to change your world uh, you set an example people see um, that firstly you are happy you're not stressed you're enjoying your life you know and they they wonder because why is it that I don't have that you know and uh, and they might approach you and ask and you tell them and then they make amendments in their life and so it's like like us talking about it, it spreads, you know, six handshakes. So that's how it would be implemented. And it is being implemented right now. Yeah. Uh, that is why my one emphasis would be that all those great ideas should be accompanied by action. How we can implement. Action. We, can, we can talk a lot, yeah. But it's unless we can implement, that becomes academic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so every idea we come up with should be accompanied by way to implement. Yeah. How to convince people? Yeah. Uh, 
uh, the that that without implementation nothing would happen so so every new idea new thought process new action i believe should be accompanied some thinking about implementation of Let's course implement i would just like to add that uh, exactly talking about the implementation uh, we've already mentioned these three stages of how to implement this creative society plan in action which are described in full uh, on the website right now as ed already mentioned before we are in currently on the informational stage the first stage so that's why it may seem that we're now doing mostly talking, but it is really important. It is crucial for implementing the other two stages because unless people know about this opportunity, unless they see how many others are like them, because each human being in, in his or her core is a good person, but society right now is built the way that we think that, no, I'm the only one who wants this and there is only evil in the world and only consumerism. But the more we spread this information, people see that, hey, we are all the same way. There are a lot of people like me. There are already people that are doing small you know, actions at their local levels. People are uniting. And the, if people all over the world know about this project, know that there are millions and millions like them, then taking more, like you mean, probably physical actions and putting some more specific actions in, in place will be much easier and much faster. But we cannot do anything unless people simply know about this and unite. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so uh, that is where my emphasis is that every idea should include some thought on the implementation. Absolutely, absolutely. Every idea has to have a plan of action. So that plan of action then can be implemented and then people can take the plan and act on it. You know, once you act on it, you have a result. And then by this result, you can judge, was the plan good? Does there any need for adjustment, make it better? That's again, together as a community, as a, as a humanity, we get together, think about it, plan the action that benefits all, Everyone is happy. Everyone will benefit. You see. Thank you for for your answers. We, I mean, we did go on quite a bit now. So, what I wanted to ask you um, is, who would you like to nominate for our next guest? Following our six handshake rule, we need to have a, uh, another guest, someone you know that may be interested in talking with us about creative society. Okay. Yeah. Let me talk to some of the people, then I'll come up with a nomination. Okay, okay, very good. That would be very good. Yeah, you can send us the information later and you can nominate, of course, more than one person, as many as yeah. you want. Yeah. I want to thank you very much for this live, lovely conversation today, for all your very inspiring answers and for joining us today and for helping to spread the word about the Creative Society. And I would just like to mention to our viewers that creative society, it is not a dream. It is not a utopia, as some people may think. It is already, as Ed mentioned, being implemented by millions and millions of people all over the world. They're acting together right now yes. so that each and every person can live in a better world, the world that we all deserve. And it is only by joining our efforts, by each and every one of us participating in any way he or she can. As Dr. Asadul said, maybe it is a small way. No way is a small way. Every effort counts. And only like this, we can build this ideal society very fast. And after all, I want to end our today's broadcast with one of my favorite quotes from one of the Alatra IPM's reports. We all have one nationality, humanity, and we all have one place of residence, the earth, and we all have one value, life. I thank you so much, our viewers, and thank you, Dr. Asadul, for joining us today. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, 
Thank to you. have this conversation. Thank you, sir. Thank you. We'll uh, hopefully speak again sometime in the future. Oh, uh, sure. Take care now. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Bye. -bye.